0: Welcome, everybody, to uh, Good to Go Football here. Just two normal guys talking about the NFL and everything football. This is our very first podcast. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, My name is Jordan Jenks, and my partner here, Craig Pitcher, how you doing? Yeah, it's good to have everybody here. Uh, A little bit about ourselves real quick. Two guys uh, relocated, both from the beautiful state of New York. I'm from Binghamton. Craig is from Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. Go Bills. Go Bills. I'm a Giants fan, though, uh, not to throw anybody off here. So welcome. Um, We are both in the nameable station out here in San Diego. That's not our platform we're using here. However, it's a part of our lives. Good to go is a very common military term. So that's why we've named it good to go football. So welcome, everybody. We're going to kick this off. Our, um. First thing we're going to cover today our combine recap then we'll jump into a free agency and then finally we're going to ask the question the Kansas City Chiefs who are they and we'll close with that so Craig I'll kick this one off to you the combine just wrapped up this last Sunday night how do you feel about it being in prime time now
1: so with the whole prime time uh growing up on the east Coast I used to enjoy uh getting home from school or getting home from work and being able to read about the combine throughout the day. And uh, see, it really doesn't bother me out here on the West coast. But the biggest thing is uh, with the commercials being on prime time, a lot of the athletes and the agents are complaining about how there's too much downtime in between each of the drills or exercises and some of the core tissue uh, injuries that happen with like the hamstrings and everything like that. They're trying to blame on the downtime between the commercials. So it's a little weird, but I mean, I get it, Uh, anything in this country, if it's the NFL, uh, America wants to eat it up, so I can see where they're going with it, Uh, TV deals are there, so I totally understand, but uh, we'll see if it lasts, if the players start complaining enough, and who knows if that'll be part of the CBA as well, so go from there.
0: Yeah, it's incredible to see how far it's come. I can remember watching the very first episode of NFL Total Access with Rich Eisen, I believe it was back in 2003. And they had the combine on there, and I don't think it ever been televised before. But um, yes, it was not for the faint of heart. But now being on prime time, and there's just so much energy there, and uh, and not to mention how far the draft has come.
1: It's come a long way. Long way. Not the, not those Saturday mornings where you wake up at uh, seven thirty <laughs> yeah. waiting for eight o'clock, and then it lasts all day. It's uh, yeah. it's turned into uh, quite the spectacle. So. Yeah, it sure
0: has. Well, hey, Craig, what was your biggest takeaway here from the Combine?
1: So, uh, I'm not just going to talk about the Bills all the time, but uh, I was very focused on the receivers, so I know mm-hmm. that's a big uh, position need for Buffalo, playmaker in general. But uh loved watching the receivers, obviously. Uh, some crazy stuff going on there. Uh, there's some – obviously, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, they performed the way they were supposed to perform. Uh, people weren't too worried about their run times. Uh, Henry Ruggs, obviously, we'll get into him in a little bit, but uh, he showed out. I know he was disappointed with his time, but uh, – he still did well. But you have Denzel Mims who uh came out there running a four three eight. So he's just flying down the field and uh he started to rock it up in a couple of um, uh, mock drafts and stuff like that. But uh see where Chenault is with his medicals, but receiver was definitely something I was locked in on. Uh paid attention to the other positions too, but uh this class is deep. It's very, very, deep. very, very deep. So uh that was my biggest takeaway is looking just the amount of receivers, whether it be Claypool, Pittman, it's just the names go
0: on forever. So and uh, that's what I took away. That was my biggest takeaway. How about you? Oh, sure. Yeah, the, this is a very deep wide receiver class. Uh, yeah, you mentioned um, Mims. Mims is a bigger guy. I think he's six yes. foot two, so he's a big body, big target guy, which I think would complement Josh Allen oh, uh, extremely well. Especially um, having Beasley there in the slot, mm-hmm. and then is it John Brown? Yeah, John
1: yeah. Brown, the burner. Like even yeah. during the playoffs, they tried to go to Duke Williams over and over i think he had 10 That's or 11 right. targets and it's like they're just they want that playmaker josh allen's yeah. gonna throw to the playmaker and mm-hmm. he decided duke williams coming from the cfl was that playmaker on uh, that playoff game to houston so uh, he craves he craves a playmaker so hopefully they can find one uh if not in the first early in the second so we'll see from there
0: yeah excellent i think for me my biggest takeaway was um the offensive tackles. Oh, yeah. I mean, we knew we had some guys coming in, but what about this Mekhi Becton? Amazing. He's a mountain of a man. What do you run, a five one.
1: Oh, so, yeah, close to that, yeah, 5'1", five, yeah, five something, but, yeah, amazing. And at 365? seven. Yeah, insane.
0: Um, You know, it's hard to say, boy, we're not sure if this guy's skill set and his body type and everything's not going to translate into the NFL. It's hard to imagine that it won't. When you watch his, his film, boy, defenders just kind of disappear off <laughs> yes, the screen. Exactly. Uh, you know, whether, you know, he's going to stalemate any sort of bull rush. Uh, the outside speed guys, if he even gets one hand on of the guy's going off the screen. And then when he blocks down, the entire defensive line gets washed out. So he he's a mountain of a man. So if you're a team, you know, out there, <clears throat> Giants, yeah. you know, looking for some <laughs> offensive tackle help, uh, this is a good draft to do it.
1: Definitely. We also
0: have a uh, Tristan Wurfs out of Iowa. He played right tackle. Uh, boy, he tested well. Um, he's a very strong. I think he broke um, Brandon Scherf's uh, strength record there at Iowa this last year. So big, strong, uh, good guy. Um, and then um, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama, another right tackle. But boy, he demonstrates some really good feet. I watched his um his. His movement drills there, uh, incredibly quick feet. So again, if you're if there's a team out there looking for offensive line help, this is a good draft as well. And another guy people aren't really talking about was Josh Jones. I didn't really see him jumping off the screen when it came to the combine, but when you watch him, he's a technician, in my opinion. His footwork is incredible. Uh, as he's got really good hands. So I think he's a guy that a team might be able to pick up in the early second round or a team might jump back into the first round to try and grab him. So he looks really good too. So there's there's a lot of big positives coming out of this for teams that are wide receiver, needy, and offensive tackle, offensive line needy.
1: With your point on offense, so Wills going into the combine, everybody was talking. Jedrick Wills, Jedrick Wills. Mm. You see him going to the Giants at four. You see him going high, highest tackle, and then all of a sudden the combine happens, and everybody's look at this Becton guy. Yeah, that comes out of nowhere. So it's crazy how over one weekend, like I know they have the tape and everything, but just to see the way that uh, Becton performed, yeah. and then also with Wirfs, it's like it flipped the whole the whole top ten of the mock drafts like <laughs> yeah. on their head over the, just one weekend. So it yeah. was pretty neat. So. But they're all solid players, so I think can't go wrong with any three of them. It's just decides where you want to go with it. So
0: Sure, yeah. And, it, you know, if you're a team that's high in the draft, and again, yeah, I'm thinking the Giants at four, you could trade back and still land one of those Definitely. guys and maybe recoup that third-round pick. You traded away to the Jets for Leonard Williams. So a lot of options there. Now uh, you wanted to talk about Rugs here in this incredible speed, so
1: Rugs. I know uh, they they hyped it up. He had NFL Network, uh, with all the promos heading into it. Rugs, Rugs, is he gonna beat uh, John Ross's time of 4.22? Yeah, there's nothing to scoff at a 4.27. I was proud of him. I was impressed by him. Uh, I would love him on the Bills. Who knows if he's gonna make it that far? But uh, um, we'll see if he passes the Eagles. We'll see if he even goes in the top 20. He might. We after his combine, there's nothing to be disappointed with 4.27. The biggest thing I take away from that is John Ross, some running nine routes in college and everything like that, he had the speed, amazingly fast. I get it. He hasn't really translated to the NFL. So I can see Ruggs being more like a Tyreek Hill type. He's got the okay. punt return skills. If you watch him at Alabama, he's scoring touchdowns either. He's he's running the right routes. He's uh, returning punt returns for touchdowns. I feel like he's more of a complete player than John Ross. So yeah. if I was to look, I would hope that a team sees Ruggs and says, that's going to be my Tyreek Hill. So you never know. So his 427 and his 431, nothing to be disappointed about. He showed up. Yeah, he didn't break the record like everybody was hoping, but I think he's gonna be a solid NFL player. Just the right team. There needs to be a right fit and someone's gotta utilize him the right way.
0: Yeah, I agreed there. Um he seems a little bit more rugged than John Ross does. He's built a little bit better. Um John Ross is is just kind of a smaller guy. And I think it's uh, the injuries here that he's experienced has reflected that. I think Ruggs is a little bit more uh, physical. Um, I can see him with Arizona, you know, in that offense there. I think Definitely. that'd be that'd be a good fit for him with all those other young receivers that are kind of uh learning from one of the greatest of all time, Larry Fitzgerald.
1: So oh yeah, you have Fitzgerald, your possession receiver, and then you got Kirk, who can do a bunch of other stuff. You throw rugs in there. Who knows, but uh, yeah. we'll see if they – they I know they like CD Lamb, so you never know, but uh, a lot can happen in the next month and a half yeah. where teams start jockeying around and <laughs> yeah. names get thrown everywhere, and for some reason maybe something's found on CD Lamb that teams don't like or a team early on likes. So Ruggs could fit there, but I, I think definitely they're going receiver at some point, so yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting offense to watch during the year. Another guy uh, that did not – test very well, may have hurt his stock quite a bit, and it brings up the point what is the point to the combine? Is it is it this big of a deal where we can kind of it sort of clouds the film and and it doesn't uh so much line up with the eye test, if you will. And the guy the subject here is Derek Brown. Definitely so
1: I, I get where you're going with this. So Derek Brown, he tests doesn't have the greatest workout. And everybody's like, oh man, was he not prepared? what's he doing is this is money that we're talking about like he should have come prepared at the same time you have chase young who didn't show up or he showed up for interviews but he didn't yeah. test yeah. so at the same time chase young no one's questioning his film this week mm-hmm. but everybody's digging into derrick brown to make sure are we missing something here why do he do so bad in the three cone drill chase young didn't even test and no mm-hmm. one's questioning him a lot a lot of people are saying he's still a lock to the redskins so it's like is it better to not test at all if you're Derek Brown yeah. or go out there and maybe not do well in the three cone and then have everybody question what's going on with this athlete? So, like you said, it brings up a great point. What is the point for one of those premier players that have on film they're they're absolute monsters on film? Is there yes, there's benefits. We've seen the benefits, yeah. but it hurts Brown in this situation, and Chase Young just keeps rolling around being mocked to the Redskins number two over and over oh, and over goes. again.
0: Yeah. I mean, we look at last year, uh, Joey Boza, he did all the drills. He performed very well. Uh, so, you know, it kind of, for me, it, it begs the question, what is young hiding? Is it a poor 40 time that maybe could have teams Washington, for example, at number two, starting to ask questions, you know, is he worthy of a number two overall pick, which the consensus is of course, yes, he is. But would a 40 time take away from that, I think is the question. And, and maybe he feels that way. Maybe he's trying to hide that, true but who knows um there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there this year
1: yes he's got a lot of young ones coming up in the draft and we'll get into free agency in a little bit but uh this week was very interesting because you had herbert who uh you know a couple years ago people were talking about number one possibly coming out of oregon and then he stayed yeah. and then yeah. this year it's like all of a sudden you have You have Burrow that passes him. You have Tua that passes him. And everybody was on those trains and everything. And then you got Herbert who falls back down. But after this week at the combine, you see him mocked to Miami at five. All of a sudden, is is it a smokescreen? But does Miami like him more than Tua now? Mm. So uh, you keep hearing the tank for Tua last year. But now now Miami has a chance to possibly get Tua unless someone trades up into that three spot. So now you start wondering, okay, so Herbert did really well. Tua's medicals on the ninth. We'll see how those go. And then his pro day. Will that well, him back to Miami at five. Yeah. Will that show it? Will a team trade up before then? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think Tua just being there for the interviews, that was a benefit for him. Herbert just performing, he was solid, nothing like jumped out at you, but just being solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest question there is the short to intermediate routes, but uh, mm-hmm. he's got the arm, so some team could fall in love with that and go from there.
0: He's a good athlete, too. Um, And then love love is the other guy we're kind of wondering where did he come from and it's utah state just came out of nowhere and a lot of people i think it's a mel kuiper jr has a bet with todd mcshay right now i think it's five thousand dollars <laughs> and i think it's one or the others betting that love will go before herbert wow not sure about that we'll yeah. see we'll see
1: what comes <laughs> with that so I think Herbert's got more of the just you just see it just jumps out the the Oregon and I know Oregon quarterbacks haven't had the best rep in the NFL. You yeah. got your Joey Harringtons and yeah. your Dennis Dixons you know, of the world. I know some Marcus injuries. Yeah, <laughs> Mariota too, yeah. Look yeah. at most recently. So uh Herbert was but, the
0: uh, senior bowl MVP. Definitely. So that can't hurt his stock Definitely. And the senior Daniel, bowl's
1: coming up, getting bigger and bigger each year too. Yes, so.
0: Daniel we saw Daniel Jones go number six yes. overall. He was a senior bowl MVP. So there's some stock being put in there. But, yeah, Herbert's kind of like, a, you know, if he had to come out last year, he may have been the number one overall pick or, or gone higher than he will this year, perhaps. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Sam Darnold. Remember that it was Darnold's second year. If he had to come out, he would have gone really high.
1: Oh, yeah, after that bowl game. It was the Penn State bowl game. He Everybody played. was going nuts about Sam Darnold. Like, no doubt about it. Number yeah. one, number one, number one. And then Baker has the year he has. Cleveland falls in love with Baker. Yeah. It just, uh. You had a lot of
0: fumbles that year. I think yes. he like fumbles or something. Yes. Like
1: but it was just, so like really you said, it would have been a lock. Same thing with Matt yeah. Barkley way back. We're talking oh, Matt Barkley yes. now uh, yeah. in the Bills backup and all. But, uh, <laughs> everybody wanted him to come out and everybody, oh, locked to be number one. And then yeah. look at that year he had. And then all of a sudden he slipped. So it's just, you never know. Right. So Herbert might not have get affected too much and maybe in the end it all works out for him if, he lands in a spot like Miami, maybe that's good for him with the new, the coach obviously in the second year and then having Chan Gailey as offensive coordinator, you never know, but uh, we'll see where they want to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, love, I think what's going on here is we'll see this um, for the next few years is a Mahomes syndrome. Everyone's trying to find the next Patrick Mahomes. Yes. So Patrick Mahomes came out in the 2017 draft. And I remember around the combine, He threw at the combine, did really well. But at that point in time, he was still just kind of like a second-round quarterback. And it wasn't until his pro day, really, until he really got everyone's attention and they started taking it more seriously. And the NFL has changed really dramatically over the last two or three years as we see um, the success that Kyler Murray's had in a very similar offense. You see Mahomes coming out, these guys that can throw off a balance. Uh, They don't have to have their feet set. They have a baseball background. I don't know that Love does, but I know Mahomes and Murray did uh, throw from any platform. So I think right now people are grasping at straws, trying to find that next Patrick Mahomes. It was very interesting. I looked up an article because I knew I read it before the 2017 draft where uh, the Giants coach at that time.
1: Shermer? No. Oh, he's one before. before um... I can't.
0: Been a while. I know I can't even think of his name right now. Uh McAdoo. There I'm we sorry. are. Ben McAdoo. Um he was in love with Mahomes and he wanted to draft Mahomes, but Jerry Reese would not draft him. Uh, so Ben McAdoo would still be the New York Giants oh, by head far. coach. He saw Eli was uh, regressing in his play and he wanted to go and get his replacement. He thought that was the guy, and he was right. Uh, so Nevertheless, we move on here. Everybody's trying to get that next Mahomes.
1: On the other side of the coin, the Bills <laughs> traded out of the 10th pick ah, yes. to Kansas City. Kansas City takes Mahomes. <laughs> yes, we have Josh Allen now, but I mean, and there's Terman. probably a lot of Bills fans out there that would, uh, they love Josh Allen, but if you said you could have Patrick Mahomes instead, I know they're beating that drum, so yeah, uh, it's just funny how it's on both sides of the coin
0: right there, so. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he's, he's quite a quarterback, huh? Definitely. Yeah. Um, So, Joe Burrow right now, the consensus number one. Yes, even with
1: his nine-inch hands, he will still go number one. And (laughs) everybody's worried he doesn't want to play for Cincy, being an Ohio boy himself. uh, I think he's just being coached to say the right thing right now, just in case someone does do something crazy and throw seven first-round picks at the Bengals. But
0: he's going to end up in Cincy. There it is. That's what everybody's saying, yeah. Um. What what's kind of intriguing here is I hear Washington being interested in Tua at yes. number two. Intr- very interesting because Haskins
1: last year, so it's like, yes, yeah. new coaches to have Ron Rivera. Does he just want to scrap it and go with his own guy, or does he want him to compete with Haskins? Mm-hmm. So if they do go that route, it's hard for me to see them passing on Chase Young. He's The quarterbacks weren't there. I think Young would be going number one, and if yeah. a team already had a quarterback, I think, say a team had an off year, I think Young would be going number one, so. Which is interesting. Will Washington do that? Um, is that ownership driven? It seemed like they were all in on Haskins. They were pressuring for them to get him in. So it's like, which direction are they going to take? That mm-hmm. That's something I do want to keep an eye on is will even Washington decide to trade back at that point? Because are they going to keep saying, hey, we want to, we want to? Yeah. And then kind of like uh, San Fran and Chicago a couple years back, okay. uh, there was no way San Francisco was going to take Trubisky. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they fleeced Chicago with all those picks, oh. and Chicago just had to move up. Yeah, just had to move up and take that, and then they're still paying for that today. So maybe Washington's going to try to pull the okie doke with another team, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if that's just a smokescreen
0: as well. Yeah. You no, know, we really got to do a segment at one point in time on that 2017 <laughs> draft. There's there's a lot to chew on. Yes. So I did not know this before today, but Daniel Snyder's son went to school, high school, that is with Dwayne Haskins. No way. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was that type of connection. Yeah, I never heard. That's there. wild. Because I'm sure you've heard that John Gruden wasn't necessarily all in on Dwayne Haskins. Hence the reason why I was so hesitant to start him.
1: So you heard it here first. Tua is not going to the Redskins
0: at Tua. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, I think if anything, they'll end up trading out of there if somebody really wants Tua. My bold prediction here for this draft, and I haven't heard this yet, When it's all said and done, after Tua's pro day, Tua's going to go before Joe Burrow. Wow. Because I think what we're going to experience here with the Joe Burrow, especially because he didn't do the combine thing, we've got one year of a body of work. Of course, he blew it out of the water. Played excellent. I'm not taking anything away from the kid. But it reminds me of Dwayne Haskins last year. If you recall, Dwayne Haskins broke Drew Brees' uh, Big Ten record, Mm -hmm. throwing uh, 50 touchdowns, I think he had. But then it kind of, you know, he looked great right at the combine, but boy, he just kind of fell off. And it's this it's a phenomena type of thing to see this happen year in and year out where there's there's such shifts. Baker Mayfield is another guy. You know, we didn't know until basically that morning of, I think Daniel Jeremiah released his final mock and he had Baker going number one because that's what he was hearing. And nobody really saw that coming. So I feel like there's still some moving around to happen because Tua has more of a body of work and I think he can step right in and he could totally turn a franchise on its head.
1: Just scares me the whole Alabama thing. The quarterbacks from Alabama. Okay. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's just because they're surrounded by so much O line <laughs> talent or they got receivers for days. I mean three yeah. of the receivers could be drafted in the first two rounds. Um it's just tough. I I, I don't know if that's just that's just my personal bias, but Alabama quarterbacks, uh, I cannot wrap my head around it. Just <laughs> no. so me personally, I wouldn't be surprised if Tua slips a little bit. Just okay. I, I want to see the pro day. I want to see the medicals. Yeah. I want to go from there. But the hip, and uh, who knows? But I think the the pro day is going to be huge for Tua. Yeah. He, I think it's going to be bigger than almost any other player right now.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Well. Free agency is pending here, and we just got done talking a lot about the rookie quarterbacks coming out. What about this group of free agent quarterbacks we have here? Absolutely
1: incredible. Never, never do I remember something like this. You got Tom Brady, my opinion, the greatest ever. Mm -hmm. So really can't see him leaving New England, but it's out there. It's real. Right now, nothing. There's no ties at the moment. Dak Prescott. Is Dallas going to pay him? What's going on yeah. with that? Teddy Bridgewater, Tannehill, Winston, Rivers. Talk about where he's going to go. A lot of people think Indy, uh, but you never know. Is Derek Carr. What's going to go on with that? I mean, mm-hmm. there's. I don't get how if you have a franchise quarterback, how there's so much rumors or so many uh, rumors going around the team saying, "Well, Gruden do something else." Like yeah. if he if he was your franchise guy, that shouldn't be happening. Right. It, it doesn't happen with other quarterbacks. And then Taysom Hill. Take it for what it is. We'll see who wants to do with that. Uh, Mariota and Dalton. Dalton wants to be traded, too. So uh, I I know those aren't all free agents, but just the possibility of that many quarterbacks switching teams or making an impact somewhere else
0: is wild. It sure is. Uh, Phillip Rivers is another guy, right? Yes, yes. Uh, both of us, foresee him going to Indy, we think that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Frank Reich. the yeah, Frank being, Reich connection. That's right. And can you see Rivers, you know, dropping back behind that good offensive line? They do have a free agent left tackle in Anthony Costanzo. So does he walk and all of a sudden compromise the um, integrity of that offensive line? But if he stays and you've got Rivers... You got a decent run game you've got a defense that can keep you in a game definitely I think we can really see a few more good years out of Phillip now rivers. rivers could be a bargaining chip for Costanza you never know so okay it
1: could be there too like they could yeah. say hey we got him come stay with us like we need oh him. Yes. we need him to be protected right so right. And that's very interesting but I, I could see it happening with the Frank Wright connection alone so it's been talked about forever yeah, and he loved when Frank Reich was there as the offensive coordinator. So I
0: think another landing place there here for Rivers is Tampa Bay. Yes. He just relocated his family there to be closer to extended family.
1: And what Arians did with Palmer at the end of oh, his career, I mean, he, yes. he saved that guy another three seasons he right did. there. It was pretty much I wrote
0: Palmer off when he was in Oakland. I was done with yep. him. So. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of options there. Tom Brady, if you had to be a betting man right now, where where's he going to end up? <laughs> so week one, where's he? I'm at?
1: sticking with my gut and saying <laughs> New England. I've, that guy's hung 35 points on me two times a year for the past two decades. So I mean, yeah. I can't see him playing anywhere else. If he does, I'll be happy. That as yeah. a Bills fan, that'll make my Uh, i might even shed a few tears if he goes somewhere else but uh my gut says new england but there are some crazy theories out there i know you and i were talking about the san francisco stuff today you want to hit on that or oh
0: that's interesting yeah i just heard today that there's um san francisco has entered the mix in which case they would trade jimmy garoppolo uh and acquire tom brady um that would be something. Yeah,
1: Jimmy it? leading the team to the Super Bowl. I know they were a run-heavy team, but at the yeah. same time, Jimmy was the quarterback. Like it there was, was a couple games where he had to make some
0: throws. Uh, what if they had Tom Brady in that game? You think that would have been a different outcome there?
1: <sighs> That's tough because I feel like they had it. He was doing enough to win it. It's just they were the end, up what they,
0: ten with eight and some yeah, change. And then Kansas left.
1: City just came rolling back like they did on every other team. So it's tough. But uh, what what boggles my mind is. I keep hearing, I know when it first happened a couple years back when Garoppolo was traded, a lot of smoke behind uh, with everything that was going on with New England at the time. You know, there was a turmoil. They won the Super they ended up winning the Super whatever. But yeah. I know the turmoil with the team, like, oh, it's falling apart here in New England. It's horrible or whatever. But uh, all that talk, with, I've heard a couple of rumors that originally it was Brady that was offered to Sam Fran. Sam Fran wanted to pull the trigger. Bob Kraft says no. So it's like, that's his boy, Tommy. You don't want to, I'm not getting rid of Tommy. He's done too much for me. So that would be crazy in the end, if that's what actually does happen. But for Garoppolo back to New England, that would be absolutely insane. And I can't fathom it right now. I would be shocked because you got Tennessee there. They're always talking Tennessee, his relationship with Vrabel. I know he threw him touchdowns in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Who knows? But uh, Vrabel thinks that's a better option than Tannehill. What's he, what, what are they willing to do for that? So Mm.
0: Because they have a solid team, they have a good defense, and they do. And if they resign Derrick Henry, you know that's huge. Yeah, It'd be like his uh, Corey Dillon days,
1: exactly. Right. He's exactly. The ball. <laughs> and they do have talented receivers. I mean,
0: they do some young guys. Yes. Yep.
1: Yes. Yep. So you never know. Uh, it will be interesting. He's at the Syracuse game on uh, I think Saturday night, and you got Edelman saying he's coming back, and Brady saying no. Yeah. I think Tom Brady's enjoying this because he's never really been. The guy that's been recruited, and you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's just, this is huge for him. He's earned it too. He's earned it. But I just cannot see him in any other jersey. <laughs> no.
0: I don't know what it is. So One I, I've been hearing, even during the season, people projecting out when he put his house up for sale or what have you, was him ending up in L.A. with the Chargers. That would be interesting. Can you see Tom Brady going to a, a terrible franchise like that? A, a very poorly run franchise.
1: The only way is the LA thing. With them, yeah. I know uh, what they played in the hockey stadium.
0: Pretty much the past uh, two
1: years, but they are moving yeah. to that nice new stadium. Yep. They gotta sell
0: tickets. They do. They need somebody so, to do it because Rivers isn't there. Gordon, more than likely, isn't coming. They don't. They have uh, Nick Boza, but he's not going to sell tickets like Brady would.
1: So we'll see. Uh, I wouldn't be. I mean, there's. There's offensive weapons there. Gordon, obviously, if he comes back, but you got Eckler. I mean, he I think he's a restrictor-free agent, but uh, mm. still. Um, but you got Mike Williams, who catches any deep ball you throw to him, mm-hmm. apparently. I think that's the only route that he was thrown to from Philip Rivers yes. this team. But uh, and then Keenan Allen. You Keenan got Keenan Allen's Allen still, great. too. And then if uh, Brady comes back, I, I can see Hunter Henry coming back, too. But oh, yes. it's just, uh, who knows? that. That would be interesting, but I think that would be more of a gimmick than yeah. I, I can't see them going far. They could, but at the end of the day, I think that would be for ticket sales alone, and that would be his way to say, hey, I can show off to LA or whatever, but because yeah. he ain't playing for the Rams, so
0: mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Got some other quarterbacks here. Um, Derek Carr. Yeah, I've never seen so much open support from a GM and a coach, but then so many rumors about him going elsewhere there's smoke or there's fire too happy. you never know and Brady's a name there too that I hear him landing in Las Vegas uh Mariota you know that's I pretty much foresee his starting days over. overweight um,
1: I agree be um, a
0: decent backup maybe.
1: maybe he'll get lucky and the starter goes down and all of a sudden he takes a team but uh yeah it's just tough and I wasn't really high on him coming out of college either it's just no. The Oregon
0: thing again it's it's tough but uh same with Jameis Winston yeah you know neither one of those guys
1: you know. I liked Winston more coming out of college but I feel like just interception yeah it's great that he's throwing for all these yards great he's throwing for these touchdowns but yeah the interception you can't tough. turn the
0: ball over like
1: that. Yeah. it's tough yeah
0: though. uh which is crazy because I want to say a few years back he was in the they were talking about him becoming an mvp caliber type of oh definitely he was dark horse and a lot of people saying
1: at yeah. the end of the year
0: that he would be an mvp yeah so that'll be very interesting to watch um there yeah, yeah never before crazy no i've never seen anything like this uh there's a lot of other position groups um let's jump over to defense here real quick Jadavian Clowney does he That's stay in name. seattle does he stay there who pays him
1: if if he does leave uh Seemed like he liked it there in Seattle, though. He was playing through some injuries at the end. I mean, does that look like a guy that's really worried about his next contract? I know they were in the playoffs and everything, but he, yeah. he really showed he was a warrior. I mean, to me, he did. Uh, I know back when he was at Houston, he played through a lot of injuries too, but he uh, mm-hmm. really started clicking. And when they made that trade, I was I was shocked to went to Seattle, but he seemed to fit right in there. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what they decide, what direction they're going, and uh, if they decide to keep him. But and then you have uh, Ngakwe from Jacksonville. So uh, he wants $22 million. He wants out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville uh, says they're going to tag him, but I think that could be related to them trying to get rid of Nick Foles' contract. So uh, you got that big price tag right there. Is that their yeah. bargaining chip that they could pair together to try to, hey, you, take in, you get Ngakwe – He'll negotiate with you, but you're also taking that Foles contract that we want out of because we want to move forward with Minshew or someone else. So, yeah. uh, it will be interesting. And then you also have uh, Fowler and Golden. Yep. So, who knows? But I know you want to kick it over to the offensive side again with. Uh,
0: sure. Yeah. Let's tennis. kick it over here to the tight ends. We got Austin Hooper out of Atlanta. What do you think there? You, oh, it's uh, it's crazy. Like I,
1: after having a great year that he did in Atlanta, that they're just going to let him walk like that. Yeah. So you never know um I know New England struggled without a tight end last year you can definitely tell that Gronk was gone Mm -hmm. and uh you never know Buffalo was interested in Olsen Washington was interested in Olsen now could that be um because Ron Rivera is the coach uh yeah you never know but uh or they did get rid of Jordan Reed so and uh Vernon Davis retired so I mean they do need Mm. a tight end so we'll we'll go from there but um yeah interesting and then you have hunter henry hunter too
0: henry. and uh who knows what goes on with him some injury history there but he's been rather productive when he's on the field and eric ebron eric very ebron. productive fantasy darling guy. from yes. two
1: years ago uh, couldn't believe it the year he had uh, i did not think it was going to happen i had a friend at work that said oh yeah he's going to be great this year I had a trade for him in every league and paid off for him but then uh this year he came back down to earth when he didn't have andrew luck oh, yeah. throwing to him so uh A little bit different.
0: That was incredible to see, though, his transition from Detroit to the success that he experienced in Indianapolis. And it's fascinating at times to see what a difference an offensive scheme and coordinator and a good quarterback can make for an individual. He had the good quarterback. Yeah, he had had Stafford Stafford. who
1: throws 5,000 yards a year. It just wasn't throwing them to him, it seemed like. or He had some issues with drops, too. He did, but it
0: it makes you wonder about these coaches. They seem somewhat hard-headed, and they try to build their – they try to force their players into a scheme instead of um, developing their scheme around the players.
1: Oh, yeah. Frank Reich, though, he brings out the best in a lot of those offensive
0: players. Yeah. Like It's it's crazy. So I'd really like to see Phillip Rivers land there and have a, at least a few more good years. Oh, definitely. Um, going back to the offensive line here, we got Jack Conklin. Uh, remember the Giants were hot on him coming yes. out. Tennessee, I think they had to jump up ahead of the Giants to get him. Had some injuries the year before last. Came back very strong. Probably going to see a a decent payday this offseason. Definitely. Could the Giants go
1: there? Like, if the Giants go that direction, does that change what they do at the top of the draft? You never know. So, or do they try to add two? Mm -hmm. You never know. So, that's very interesting. I heard uh, the Jets are out on them. Yeah. Keep hearing rumors about that. But uh, maybe they'll go to that other New York team, which
0: I know you'd be happy about. So, definitely. And I know uh, Gettleman's philosophy is you don't want to go into the draft hungry. And it. as it stands right now, they're starving at the offensive line position. So, wouldn't hurt at all to scoop up Jack Conklin and then draft another offensive tackle. I'd be fine with that. You know, if you've got depth, that Nate Soldier is depth. I know there'd be a lot of money there, but protect that young just, asset. That's and right, Dimes, Daniel Jones, uh, the future of the franchise. Here, we also got Costanzo out of Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh, does he stay? Thread here. Does he stay?
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think. uh, if you know how, like, the tampering period comes up, the legal tampering yes. now, if you start seeing rivers there, rivers yeah. there, does Costanzo say, oh, I'll, I'll jump in for this ride. Yeah. You never know because was it something like Willie Walk because of what happened last year? That could just be a blip mm-hmm. right there for Frank Reich, but we'll see going forward. But you're right. We are talking about Indy a lot, so uh, a yep. very interesting team right now.
0: They will be, and they've drafted rather well the last two years Definitely. with new management. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Derrick Henry. <sighs> Derrick Henry. Uh,
1: a monster in the playoffs. Yes. Monster. Carried that team on his back. You have Tannehill throwing for less than 150 yeah. a game. Some, some games less than 100, but you got them running all over the place. And yeah. Henry putting up quarterback numbers, basically, but it was all on the ground. So mm-hmm. he did have the touchdown pass, too. Oh, so, he yeah, did. he was yes. doing it all, doing it all yeah. for everybody. So, will they pay him? Will they pay Tannehill, too? Um, that's going to be very interesting. Where if this whole Brady thing comes out of nowhere, uh, does he stay? And. um? It's very interesting because there's some teams that do need a running back, but have you seen in the past where are they going to pay? He's not aging by any means, but, I mean, he does have some uh, tread taken off the tires. So is a team going to go out there and pay what he wants to get? And we'll see where the market is, I guess, with that. And same thing with Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I know the holdout really didn't pay off for him last year because when he came back, Eckler was already doing his thing. And I think it hurt him because it shows that Eckler, a smaller, uh, less promoted, like, Coming out of college, obviously, and then in the league, I mean, he's been a solid fantasy player, but he put up, if better, better numbers than what Gordon probably would have put up last year. So it's just interesting to see how that happened and where mm-hmm. teams view that. And did this holdout actually hurt his stock? No, so
0: I think it's mm-hmm. in the same pattern of Le'Veon Bell. I don't think it helped him one bit. I can't see Tennessee letting Derrick Henry walk. I know even the knock on him in college was he had a lot of tread on the tires. I think that's why he fell to that second round. But he's just a player. There's always, since the beginning of football, you need a, that type of running back. Uh, transcends history, and as the game changes, it's still a common thread. That if you had a big guy like that and blockers up front,
1: and he can, can move, he, he showed he's the breakaway speed
0: against New England. He he yes. was he was showing out. So uh, he looked like Jim Brown towards amazing. the end of that that season, and into the playoffs. A uh, wide receiver, we got a. Uh, Denzel Perryman, who was a high yeah. draft pick.
1: Yeah, Perryman, and then you also uh, you also have uh, Cooper. So, Amari Cooper, Cooper that, yeah. that's going to be interesting to see if uh, he ends up staying in Dallas. Uh, Can they sign Prescott and Cooper,
0: or is it one or the other?
1: That's going to be it, because they paid Zeke last year. So, and if they want, you know, they got all the crazy numbers being thrown out there for Dak and everything. Uh, yeah. Will they keep Cooper? But, mm-hmm. I mean, Cooper... I think he masked a lot of the issues Dak had in the past. I, yeah. I feel like because Cooper, point. I remember just watching games a couple of Thanksgivings ago, the corners were falling down. Cooper was running 75 yards after that. It's yeah. just, it's crazy how, what he was doing after the catch. And I mean, mm-hmm. Dak just had to put it anywhere, anywhere close to him. So I know yeah. uh, there was a stuff towards uh, the end of this season where they didn't trust him on the field for downs against the Eagles. Yeah. And that that, is that going to, resonate with him somewhere saying I ain't going back to Dallas but yeah. we'll have to see on that but Perriman up uh, Shaw Perriman it's going to be interesting to see does a team think uh do they think they could go there that route because he played so well in Tampa Bay and then maybe wait on receiver like uh I mean to keep kicking back to Buffalo but he's a he's a hard nose he plays hard he played really hard with Tampa and they weren't they weren't great shakes this year, but he still played his all. Yeah. So uh, will Buffalo look like that and then try to go defensive end? And that that could open up something. But a team could see what Perriman put on film last year with Winston and yeah. say he can play in any offense and mm-hmm. go from there. So I think Perriman is going to be interesting to see. He's not going to set no records with money or anything like that, but it'll be interesting to see which team decides to go up and, yeah. and, and try to get him.
0: A.J. Green is another name. Whew, really battled some injuries here as of late but he was a dynamic playmaker early so on
1: one healthy monster yeah on it's it's crazy how good he is when he's healthy it's just how much of it last year was maybe he was healthy halfway through the year and mm-hmm. it's not like they're gonna rush him back just to make sure that uh they can have him there to win a third game or something like that you know what i'm saying so yeah. how healthy is he um that's something his agent knows and he knows uh I'm sure a lot of teams will know when the legal tampering starts, how healthy he is and does he want to, I know since he, you hear a different report every day that he wants to stay. Uh, does he want to stay? Does he want to go? Um, it'll be interesting to see if he wants to stay with Burrow yeah. and uh, go from there.
0: Well, nevertheless, very f- interesting free agency period that is upon us. Uh, I think another week from now or so, I think in March 16th, 17th. Yeah, is coming up in a week on. and a half. It's a, it's coming i can't wait i'm yeah, excited that'll be very interesting and that will really change um, the dynamic of the draft and what teams go for yes
1: mock drafts will change yes. heavily in the next week and <laughs> yeah. a half i think so not not so much a top 5 uh, maybe a little bit of jockeying in there but i uh, um, think more you're going to see a little bit of the later uh first round and then second round change yeah. a little bit with some of these mocks so yeah.
0: well what we'd like to I'm going to kind of pitch you a question here, and this will be our last segment of this first episode. We saw the Chiefs win their first Super Bowl in 50 years. It was Andy Reid's second time there, first time he failed with Donovan McNabb at the helm to the hands of uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick for their third Super Bowl win. He's got Patrick Mahomes. This guy's like lightning in the bottle. We've never really seen much anything like this, uh, the type of arm that he has, the angles he throws at, the uh, sort of pizzazz. Did a lot with his legs. It was surprising at the end of the year. So I, I pose this question, who are they? And I'll give you a couple options. Are they the next New England Patriots with having a quarterback like that, a young quarterback, already won an MVP, You know, really good player. They've got Andy Reid, so they have the offensive uh, weapons, or the offensive scheme, I should say, with some good weapons. They have a decent defense. Spagnuolo, I'd like to kind of talk about that and the job that he did against San Francisco Um, and uh, Kyle Shanahan. So are they the next New England Patriots? Are they simply the 2009 New Orleans Saints? Sean Payton, Drew Brees getting to the top of the mountain, but that was it for them. And that's a whole nother topic about how they've kind of failed as of late yes. in the playoffs. So are they the Patriots, the 2009 um, Saints, who are cut from the same cloth as the 2011 Green Bay Packers? Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers only getting there once and never seeing it again.
1: So I can't I'm. – I'm more in between, I think. I, don't, I can't see them being dominant for the next 20 years. I don't okay. think. Uh, you saw a little bit of the injury stuff come up with Mahomes this year. He was the walking wounded halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. I know the kneecap thing kind of uh, saved them. I think it helped them get healthy in a lot of regards. But uh, I don't think they're also a one-year wonder, obviously. I think they're going to be solid for a while. I, yeah. I think they're going to be a tough out. You know, mm-hmm. when, if you run into Kansas City, you're going to be scared. I know going into the playoffs, it was, oh, how are we going to stop Baltimore? No one's going to stop Baltimore. That offense is crazy. Well. Lamar performed almost the same way he performed last year in the playoffs. I know different issues this year, but at the yeah. same time, you had Mahomes, who was just Mr. Comeback. Yeah. Comeback, comeback, comeback. Came back in all <laughs> those games, and you're never out of a game when you have Mahomes. That, that's been proven now, what, three times in the playoffs right there, that yeah. no matter what happens, Incredible. even in that Houston game, oh. I, I could not shut off the game. I, I knew there was going to be something coming up with Mahomes, and he just – just turns it on and when he's got the momentum that defense feeds off it as well and it just seems like the ball just bounced to him every single time so yeah. I don't think the ball the ball will keep bouncing to him so I can see them being very good mm-hmm. very good they'll be the class of the AFC but yeah. for the dominance that New England has I don't know if, if in our lifetime maybe but yeah I can't that is absolutely incredible what they've done for the last yeah. two decades and but I, I do think the Chiefs will be good. They're not going to be a one-year wonder and okay. go away. Yeah. It's just they're building the right way. Mm-hmm. They, they brought in the Honey Badger. The yep. leadership he brought to that defense, and you could tell. I know Spagnola. We, yeah. you just mentioned Spagnola a couple of minutes ago. It's just uh, they improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're getting younger. I mean, uh, you had Breland uh, from Washington. He played closer to the Washington when mm-hmm. he first got to Washington. He played better. And you have uh, Fuller and everything. I can still see them going corner. Yeah. Maybe maybe okay. that would be somewhere they could go in the draft. And uh, if they keep adding young pieces to that defense, I mean, anybody they plug in an offense is performing. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because of the scheme and the quarterback,
1: insane. You got guys Pringle running down the field catching right. balls one night, and then you got <laughs> Cole Hardman doing it the next day, and then oh Travis yeah, yeah, Kelsey, yeah, he you can't cover him. Yeah, it's it's incredible what he did during the playoffs, but what he's been doing for the last five years yes, is absolutely yeah. incredible. And then Largely just enormous. having Mahomes, I know when you had Smith doing throwing to him, it was a little bit different, but now yeah. with Mahomes, it's a whole another level. Yeah. So, and then will Sammy Watkins stay? That's another question. So, yeah. will he be a, a casualty where they're just mm-hmm. like? not worth and I know he even said if he won the Super Bowl he might take a year off so oh, wow. uh, we'll yeah. see we'll see what Sammy decides to do his, uh, yeah we'll see we'll there. see what uh, Kansas City decides to do or what Sammy decides <laughs> to do but uh, they, they could even look receiver just imagine if they add one of these bigger names that might slip to yeah. the end of the first round right, like a, a T Mims. Higgins or uh, a yeah, Mims yeah. like you add him to the offense and uh,
0: Jefferson at LSU if crazy. he starts to fall for some reason yeah. so
1: if they want to just keep building a juggernaut offense yeah. and then worry about the defense as they plug <laughs> and play uh, right. but as they keep winning more free agents are going to want to go there so yeah. they can keep getting that young talent so
0: I think the problem is and it's the same problem that a lot of teams have run into the last 10 plus years is they got to pay their quarterback yes. he's no longer on that rookie deal uh, we saw it with the Giants early on, right, when they gave Eli all of that money. All of a sudden, now you can't spread the money. You can't yes. spread the wealth around. So they're going to run into that. We're looking at like a $30 million a year deal. Oh, easily. So I think they're going to have to. He could
1: reset the market to he, something oh, he absolutely will. incredible, like 40, <laughs> yeah. 40 plus. So, oh,
0: wow. Yeah, you never know. And you got to pay the man.
1: Oh, you have to. You have
0: yeah, to. He brought incredible. you a
1: championship, like you said, first time in 50 years. And he makes the players around him better. Like, yeah. I really had doubts with Tyreek Hill. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought... Like I mentioned early on in the episode with John Ross, I thought one trick wonder. He's gonna just gonna spend or speed down the field, yeah. run a nine, and they'll get it up to him, which he has because yeah. Mahomes just chucks it like a baseball yeah, down the field, and, and and Hill runs under it. But at the same time, Hill has improved as a route runner, and their connection right there. You saw it in the Super Bowl alone. Just when yeah. I mean, a big play needed to happen, it wasn't just I'm gonna burn you. It was it was the technique by Hill, and then Mahomes just putting it right where it needed to be. Yeah. So it's incredible.
0: Yeah, I Steve Spagnola. To me, he's a common sense approach type of uh, defensive coordinator. You saw what he did to their tight end there. What's his name from uh, the Forty? Oh, Greg Kittle. Yeah, they. Uh... Greg Kittle. So he would double him. They jammed. They didn't give him a free release or anything like that. And they got after Garoppolo. And it really was kind of like shades of that 2007 Super Bowl where he was the coordinator of the Giants, and they got after Brady. Exactly. And Brady completely changed the way he navigated the pocket after those couple Super Bowls and actually got a lot better. Well, they focused
1: on in the offseason. They they – Traded D4, and then they got Frank Clark in. Chris Jones yeah, there in the center. Yeah, Chris
0: Jones, you know, yep. I think they're going to franchise tag him. That's what it's
1: looking like but right we, now.
0: You get that pressure up the middle. It makes your outside guys that much better because the quarterback can't step up. He's got nowhere to step into and the Sorensen was
1: all over oh, the field. Right. that's yeah. All that's you heard are Sorensen on the tackle. So yeah. Sorensen came up knocking the ball out. Sorensen was a wrecking ball during the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I was just glued to him. So. That's what I mean. He took a lot of no-name guys and plugged them into a scheme, and they got after Garoppolo amazing yeah so that was really good to see I was happy for Spagnol and even happy for Andy Reid even as a Giants fan I know he he coached the Eagles for a long time uh it was good to see him yeah definitely
1: I love McNabb growing up uh being Syracuse and everything so uh yeah just I was I was pretty heartbroken when the Patriots beat them back when I was a young kid being a Bills fan all even I was still cheering for the Eagles and uh Seeing Andy Reid get that first one, that was kind of cool. So
0: yeah,
1: we'll see where it goes from there. And uh, But I can't see no two decades worth. But uh, No, I don't think we'll see that again. I do think there'll be a tough out for a few years to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, hey, folks, that's it for now. We appreciate you tuning in. Hope you had a good time on Good to Go Football.
1: Heck, yeah. I do not think we plan on going 46 minutes this first episode, but yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. and uh, Got a
0: little excited here. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Our goal is to get it a little bit shorter so you can enjoy it on your commute, but uh, we had a great time this first episode. We
0: did. We're signing off here. Yeah, tune in next time.